Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to yet another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Let's talk about money. Everybody wants to talk about money. In fact, I had a hardcore listener of the show send me a message over the weekend, and I thought I would share it with you today. I won't read the whole thing word for word, nor will I identify the person uh, in question, because I want to make this less about what he or she had to say, and more about how you, a business-focused podcaster, whether you have your own business and are podcasting for that, or you're a podcaster and you want to make it into a serious business, how you can adapt to that. Basically, his question, or her question, was this. Um, Should I get on Patreon? Patreon, if you are unfamiliar, is a way that enables you to basically monetize your existing audience. It's a very simple, straightforward, easy way. I use Patreon, not for this particular show, but for one that I've done with my wife for a number of years, where people who listen to the program can pledge a certain amount of money on a weekly basis, on an episode basis, on a monthly basis, whatever. And then you get that money. Sometimes it comes in the form of you putting out additional content for your patrons. Sometimes you give them actual merch. Why do we abbreviate merchandise to merch? Anyhow, we have, you can put merch out to them. There's lots of things you can do, and Patreon is the way that that all gets uh, enabled. So that was his question. Should he, or maybe she, launch a Patreon account for his or her show? Stats-wise, um, he doesn't have really great numbers on statistics, uh, at least none that I can I can say that are actionable. He tells me how many downloads he gets. He gets around 6,000 downloads a month, but sometimes he does a multiple times a week show. So not really enough information there to find out, are those 1,500 downloads if he only does once a week? Are those all individuals? Are those a lot of back catalogs? I don't really know. I don't really know. But he says also, I don't really want to be begging for money. And I've said I've never actually going to do a Patreon page, but should I actually do it? So here's here's a short answer, but I want to remember, I want to get to revenue streams. So the short answer to the my, my, my listener, hardcore listener who wrote this question is, by all means, start a Patreon page. There's no reason to not do it. Okay, so that's the easy answer. But let's let's take that as a springboard to look at revenue streams for businesses. And if you're running your podcast like a business, you should be thinking about revenue streams. Certainly, income from Patreon or some other source. You could even just put a tip me button from PayPal if you want. You could have a field where someone puts their credit card number. And there are a lot of ways to get that. But direct support from your listeners. And by that, I mean just simply paying you for the privilege of listening to the free content you put out every week is, is valid. There are some listeners who are willing to do that. But there's a rule called the 991 rule. 
And that's not 991. Really, the way that's written out is 9091. So 991. 90 is the percentage of people who will just listen to whatever you do, I'm talking specifically to podcasters here, and never do anything you want. They'll never click on a link. They'll probably never subscribe. <laughs> They'll just simply, you know, be a listener. Loyal, maybe not loyal. Doesn't really matter. That's the 90%. Then it says one, because it's 91, 99, one, excuse me. And then the nine off of the 90 is nine is that's the percentage of people who will do something you wish for them to do. Click on a link, follow something that you said online, do the thing you want to do, 9%. And then the one, Ninety nine one. The one are the ones who are will actually take some sort of conversion action. They'll buy what you want. High, it's a high level thing. Ninety nine one. Me personally, I think those numbers are over generous. I'm more of a ninety nine point one point one kind of guy, meaning it's only about point one of the people will actually take the action you want. So you got to keep that in mind before you start going too far down these revenue streams that we're going to talk about for the last half of the program here. Make sure that you understand that the vast majority of the people that are in your audience right now aren't going to take advantage of those. They're not going to do what you want them to do. And that's okay. That's okay. It's the way it works. There's nothing you can do to change that. That's just human nature. That's the funnel. That's the funnel, which goes from uh, awareness, consideration. Transaction, 99.1 or 99.1.1, depending on how you want to count it. Okay, so let's talk about possible revenue streams because revenue streams are smart for businesses. If you're running this like a business, businesses need multiple revenue streams, multiple revenue streams. And having listener support is a valid listener, a valid revenue stream, but it's not the only revenue stream. Because here's the way to think about revenue streams. They either come from new customers or existing customers. And with sites like Patreon, as much as I love them, they completely are focused on your existing audience. They will not help you grow your show one tiny little bit. It's all about your own existing people. If you run a business, I think it's smart to find new ways to get your existing customers to pay you money. You should totally do that. But it's much better. Well, I shouldn't say better. Don't ignore the fact of all the people who are not yet your customer. And on a podcast, that's people who aren't currently listening to your show. Are there revenue streams you can put in front of people who aren't yet listening to your show that might A, get you a valid revenue stream, but also B, bring you new listeners to your show? Are there opportunities for you to do that outside of your podcast listening audience. What else can you produce? Written content, courses, lots of uh, pay for information levels. I, I have a, a handful of clients right now who are doing that. They have signed up and become a member of my community programs and their podcast becomes the bullhorn or a bullhorn for that. It's a way to get people into their more intimate mix. That can be actually better than having just a static or a standard Patreon page because now you're you have something really new to offer people and you might attract people from the outside who are looking who are looking in. That's a smart way to play. 
writing books. Sure, you could do that. You can write books. There's lots of ways that you can bring in additional income. But here's the deal. In order for these new revenue streams to work, you've got to produce stuff. People have to be able to pay for, they have to feel good about paying for something and getting some value in return. Patreon is wonderful, but the real value of Patreon is so that your hardcore listeners can say, I support you in what you do. Here's validation of that. Thump at $5 a month or a dollar a month or 20 bucks a month, whatever. If you're really going to put out a revenue stream, an additional revenue stream, going for additional revenue streams, you're really creating new content. And how much time do you have to create that content? What does your audience want that content to be? It really takes a solid understanding of your existing audience and then determining, are you going to go after them with new revenue streams? And you might. Or do you want to produce new products that introduce you to new audiences? Ooh, that's exciting. But also very unknown. That can bring in more. Should you put out a Patreon page if you have a business podcast? There's no reason not to. Just understand that it's going to be a small percentage of your existing listener base who are going to support you on that Patreon page, which is fine because it doesn't take a lot of work and effort to grow it. The more successful Patreon pages, they spend a lot more time. They actually produce specific content. But then you have to think about this. Let's say you have the bandwidth to create more content. Does your audience have the bandwidth to consume more content? Like, what am I going to do? If I were to put out new content, I do it a show four days a week. Do I put out eight shows a week? Like a morning, noon, and night program? Some might like that, but really, not most. There's a way to do additional revenue streams that are the right way, and it takes solid business planning to make sure that your podcast incorporates those business streams into it, into your own business model. Now, if you need help with that, if you're a business and you say, maybe I should be thinking about multiple revenue streams for my business and my podcast, get in touch. I launch podcasts for businesses. Podcastlaunch.pro has lots of details, more stuff coming, and email me, evo at podcastlaunch.pro. I'll be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers! While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, 
Here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.